Chapter Twenty Four of In Search of Treasure by Horatio Alger, Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Four Arranging for the Voyage Captain Grover introduced Guy to John and Charles Gray, the shipping merchants, by whom he had been for years employed. Looking upon Guy as a boy, they simply shook hands with him and did not feel called upon to pay him any further attention but when the captain explained his business they regarded him with curiosity and surprise i can hardly believe said the senior of the two that this boy can have received such an important commission i am not surprised at that returned the captain it certainly does seem unlikely i can assure you however that there is no mistake about it i don't believe much in hunting for treasures especially at the other end of the world to my mind there is not one chance in ten of finding what is sought after let me call your attention to this fact mr gray that your compensation will not depend upon the finding of the treasure mr saunders the boy's employer is a man of vast wealth and he backs the enterprise no matter if it is a failure he will pay you what he agrees to to be sure to be sure that is important if we are protected of course we need not trouble ourselves as to the result of the quest exactly so the next question is will mr saunders be willing to pay enough to make up to us for the increased length of the voyage that is a matter for the boy to decide mr saunders has given him full power to act for him how much time do you think you will need mr fenwick asked the merchant i have talked the matter over with captain grover and have decided that i had better contract for two months and should the time be prolonged i will of course pay an additional sum that is satisfactory i ought to mention also said guy that i intend to have two men with me to assist me in taking possession of the treasure if i find it then in addition to paying for the vessel there will be three passengers including yourself yes sir if you will call to-morrow we will be prepared to submit our terms we shall need to talk matters over and estimate what sum we must ask to make ourselves good very well mr gray then i will come into new bedford again to-morrow no guy you must stay at my house for the night interposed the captain it is long since you have been my guest and my wife and daughter will be very glad to see you thank you captain i shall be glad to accept your invitation the next day guy accompanied by the captain called again at the office of the brothers gray they submitted a proposal which after consulting with captain grover guy pronounced satisfactory now that all is settled about the voyage i will write to my brother-in-law i shall be glad to have him come to new bedford at once said guy and his friend too you may say in your letter that his wages will commence as soon as he reports for duty that will remove every obstacle my brother-in-law is a poor man 
and he would not be able to remain here any length of time on expense captain grover dispatched a letter at once abner titcombe answered it in person he brought with him a man as tall and muscular as himself but probably about ten years younger luke clark was thirty years of age and abner titcombe forty-one guy was pleased with his companions they looked honest and reliable and in case he got into any trouble they were abundantly able to protect him titcombe's arms were hard and muscular and luke clark who was a farmer was a good match for him guy advanced the two men money to buy an outfit and when the time came to sail all were in readiness it was not till the day of sailing that guy saw captain john richmond the new commander of the osprey End of chapter twenty four